Welcome to The Floor, sci-fi and fantasy lore. We are continuing our dive into the lore of the new 52. Today we are going to be talking about Batman versus Robin. This means diving into some of the lore of the various Robins, particularly Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne and how they played the role and some of the internal conflicts that Damian Wayne struggles in, in his tr- attempts to, uh, choose who he will become, whether that is the grandson of Ra's al Ghul or the son of Bruce Wayne. We also discuss some of the variations of Damian Wayne as they have manifested in different parts of the DC outside of the New 52. And uh, so if any of that interests you, uh, dive in here. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome to the floor. We are still in the DC animated universe, continuing in the new 52. We have Batman versus Robin this time. Going to be diving into kind of the story there, fleshing out the character of Damian Wayne and his very complex relationship with his father and how that is kind of impacted by his relationship with his grandfather, who was Ra's al Ghul. It's a mess. It's a very big, fun, fun mess. I think one of the things I like about the New 52 is because it's open and shut, right? It has a beginning, which is the Flashpoint Paradox, and it has an end. They are no longer making anything in the New 52. Then you don't get these villains on a loop. Like, I remember watching Batman as a kid, and it was like, the villains just keep coming around. It's the Joker again. It's the Scarecrow again. Just... Just on a loop, you know, they get out. Oh, he and... escaped from Arkham for the 832nd time? Yeah. Oh, wow. In the New so 52, crazy. villains die or they get shut out completely. And we see that happen a lot as we're going to be moving through the rogues gallery here. And so we're actually going to open with the doll maker in Batman versus Robin. And he will die at the end of this very short encounter. And uh, so I think that's what an interesting thing in the New 52 is that the villains can die because they don't need them on the merry-go-round you don't get trapped which in that builds your characters in a, in a in a more 3d environment so it's really interesting so but i do want to ask about the doll maker before we dive deeper into the episode because this is a a, a member from batman's rogues gallery i've never encountered like who is he what does he do how does he control the kids 
Well, let me. Let, I guess let's let's talk about the opening scenes. So we you get a feel here. So there is this dude wearing like a broken little doll mask, and he's kidnapping children and he keeps them in cages. But when mm-hmm. Batman and Robin show up to fight the doll maker, there are some that have been mutilated. They have had arms replaced with chainsaws and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And they attack Batman and Robin at the request of the doll maker. So that's that is that is the pieces of information I have going in. So I want I, I just want some more background. So like maybe he has not only modified their body but modified their minds. He's done something to their brains, yeah. Mm-hmm. The doll maker is an interesting character. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but Batman's got a lot of psychological characters as Mm -hmm. his as his villains. Like if you were to look at other heroes and their villains, Spider Man's are all animal based normally, Mm. and so Batman's are interesting because they're all psychologically based. Psychological. And Antoine Scott, the doll maker, is is no different. He had some really messed up childhood. Um, and they don't dive into it in the new 52 as much. So I don't want to say exactly what his was, but they, they do mention a little bit. He just had a rough upbringing. What was the uh, the Netflix show that came out with uh, Dahmer? Oh, yeah. It, it was kind of like that. Um, and so he was a kid and then horrific things happened because of his parents did something or whatever. And so he saw the real world and he didn't, feel like a kid anymore right and so he wanted these kids to never have to feel that by slicing them up (laughs) leaving them so he surgically cuts them up and turns them into just these dolls so they never have to feel pain or anything so so uh Mm -hmm. there was a episode i think it uh was of criminal minds and in it one of the main characters was uh discussing like you know, when you see abuse or, you know, uh, sociopathic, like a lot of times they inflict trauma on their children and then they grow up to be abusers. And there's just kind of this loop. And so they're talking about the percentages like it was like in the high 70s or low 80s, like the odds that if someone experiences that they will then go on to do that to someone else. And so when he's dealing with this guy and they and you catch them and and he and uh you know he talks about you know that uh there he says there are monsters who make monsters he says but sometimes you don't become a monster you become a monster hunter and mm-hmm. i feel like that we see that in batman right like these people are traumatized and so was he his reaction was to become a monster hunter whereas these other people become monsters because of their trauma and like we we see that like with harley quinn right uh she's been just psychologically abused by the joker but she follows him faithfully you know but he depending is depending on depending on trauma. what you're reading and or watching or listening to well i think Spotify, it depends harley quinn where you are in their timeline right where are you in their relationship you know so in the comics originally she was basically always uh like that joker. was their whole relationship based off the comics but they have new stuff coming out recently that's uh retconning some of their relationships so spotify again i'll, I'll mention this one that the right. quinn audio drama different backstory kind of thing very good and then the harley quinn quinn tv show on hbo max also 
got some good writing. But uh, if you want to see their unhealthy relationship where she's completely infatuated with a man who loves to just manipulate her, then go watch you know, any of the older stuff. But it seems like in the case of the doll maker, he was hurt as a child. So he wants to give the children their ability to protect themselves. In his own super manipulated way, he modifies them. You know, he adds some fun saws or knives or whatever to their bodies. And then he controls them. I'm not sure exactly how. It seems kind of like brain surgery almost. Mm -hmm. He does some surgery just to get him to do what he wants. Okay. Okay. So it seems like he used to be a surgeon, maybe. Or he's just self-taught. Think more of a self-taught. So I think it is definitely like deep into the fiction of the world where he is able to, to, to control them through some kind of surgery that he's doing on them. Within this, Robin finds himself one-on-one with the doll maker and he threatens to kill him, but then he doesn't. And this is when Talon shows up, who is a man using an owl-based costume, but has a very similar feel to Batman. And Talon okay. does kill the Dollmaker. Well, well, let's let's not say that because we haven't even dived into uh, injustice and an injust. Well, not injustice, excuse me. But there's a there's another uh, Batman universe where there isn't a Batman who is Owlman. Oh, really? A different one of the fifty twos. We don't want to confuse it. So he doesn't look that much like an owl in comparison to Owlman, but he yes, kind of has an owl based. Yeah, it's an owl based costume. So he kills. The doll maker, and uh, he he encourages Robin to follow that instinct he has to just kill these people. The devil on his shoulder, so to speak. This Robin is, is Damien. Robin is Damien, raised by Raz al Ghul. And so in, in the first meeting with, with Batman and Robin, this is uh, something Robin struggles to, but eventually comes to accept. But over the course of the show, uh, Talon is essentially putting himself in the same position as Batman, this kind of mentor father figure to Damien. The difference is that Talon is constantly encouraging him to kill uh, these people, as opposed to Batman, who is constantly telling him to fight that urge. And because Talon is simply telling him what he wants to hear, Robin is listening. Mm, right. He's, he's He was grown to kill. Yeah. His mom groomed him for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got Talon now, the the devil on his shoulder, and you've got Batman, who's the the angel. But Damien's, you know, Sorry. headstrong, impetuous little boy. He doesn't like being told you can't do something. So this this adds to some very fun interactions between the two. So uh, I don't know if this is true in other parts of the Fifty Two, Aaron, but within this, um, there is something known as the Owl Society. These are the very wealthy and powerful and influential members of Gotham, and Talon works for them. And they have been around for a long time. They have they they have waned recently in power, but they're rising again. And the Waynes, Batman's parents, were presenting opposition to the way they wanted to run the city and do things. And so they had them executed so that the death of the Waynes in the alley is not an accident. It's an assassination. And so my question to Aaron is, is this true in other parts of the DC universe or is this just a new 52? I it's, and it is a new 52. I think just is a very strong word. 
but but it is new 52 the owl society wasn't what originally killed batman's parents like originally it was a, a gangster and it's been you know a, an important gangster it's been joker it's been a couple different yeah ones so yeah just throughout okay. um and they've kind of retconned that to kind of give batman his heart and joy depending on the universe with dc i don't know if it's much retcon is there just been like this is a different universe this is how it went here you know yeah like, this batman had to deal with this there's a great moment where we're in a flashback bruce wayne his parents are killed and then it's a great moment he yeah, no and then he goes looking for the killers and he is convinced it is this secret society and he's hunting and tracking it down and trying to find them and the, all his clues lead him to what is then just an abandoned residential apartment and at that point he kind of reaches the conclusion that he has just made too many assumptions tried to connect things that were not connected and essentially it's just created this conspiracy in his head that wasn't real. And Alfred was... even talks to him about it. He says, you know, sometimes we want there to be meaning so bad in terrible things and there just isn't. Mm. And see, th and this is before we find out that the Owl Society actually did assassinate the Waynes, right? But I thought it was this great moment <laughs> because uh, of, of, of the zeitgeist we live in now with people, you know, buying into these conspiracy theories and that usually is born out of them not liking the way something has turned out in their lives, right? Something happened, mm -hmm. it wasn't good, you're angry about it. And so you cling on to all these little pieces to create this conspiracy theory because it makes you feel better about it. And so I thought it was a great moment. And I actually kind of was not happy that they erase it by making the Owl Society actually do it because there's just a great idea there that, you know, when these terrible things happen, we want so much for there to be greater meaning behind it than just I think tragedy. also so I would argue that this was a because this was a Batman, the world's greatest detective, this was a, a dual style reveal because he lived his whole life as a kid to adulthood believing that sometimes there is just <laughs> bad things happen and you you can't change it and, and, and it's just because it's just bad and you know it sucks. However, he's also the world's greatest detective, so he actually was right. He actually was right. So, I mean, both of those, he, he <laughs> believes the bad things can just happen and it not be, you know, anything other than chance. However, if he thinks something's true, then he's probably right. He's the world's so, greatest detective. All right. Let's take a break here. And then uh, when we come back, we'll do a quick summary and then uh, dive into some of the deeper lore points. All right, welcome back. We are talking about Batman versus Robin, which is his son. Um, uh, but it, it kind of seems like this is like Batman's honor versus this Talon's system. And he's from the Owl Society. Uh, it seems like our big bad in this one is the doll maker. We talked about how he captures kids and modifies them. Um, and he has some kind of brain control over him, whether it's just cult tactics or, you know, I'm not sure. 
but uh this owl society is kind of reminding me of the watchman but maybe that's just because it's another owl dude yeah so i'm not really clear who's this owl society i think a good comparison would be the illuminati yeah, yeah, they're they're Gotham centric, but you know, very much. And and I mean, so like organized the, crime. Uh, no, they are wealthy, powerful people. They are trying to shut crime down. They they have daytime okay. jobs so, where they yeah these these people don't need to break laws; they write them. So they are them, and then underneath it all, I see. they do whatever they want. Yeah, so I I know we mentioned this before, but I did want to cover it here just as we're talking about kind of the Illuminati of Gotham and and maybe some origins here. So we mentioned that Gotham uh, was the name for London back in the day, right? You didn't want to be accused of treason by saying something about the city and its leaders. So you didn't talk about them. You talked about the city and the leaders of Gotham, not London. And this trend was picked up by New York when you had the aldermen. So if you've seen the gangs of New York, you know, you had, uh, what's his name? Bill. Uh, I can't remember his last name right now. Uh, gangs of New York was based on was this, this group of aldermen. So they held the high positions of influence in the city of New York. They made zoning decisions. They passed city laws and different things like that. And they had a lot of power and a lot of control and they weren't afraid of hurting or killing people. And that is when New York picked up the use of the term Gotham. And so this idea of this owl society in Gotham is very much a parody of how things really were working within New York at one time. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I dig that. So Robin is slowly getting pulled in deeper and deeper to uh, Talon's influence just because, you know, I mean, the guy's telling him what he wants to hear. And every time, like, like Batman's saying, you can't leave the house unsupervised, you're I haven't legally adopted you yet, so you can't go out as Damien. You can't go out as Robin. Stay in the house all day, all the time. Assassin yeah. boy who likes to run around fifty miles a day minimum. <laughs> you know, so you could see how that they would yeah. butt heads on that one. And then he's got this guy like, come out. Use 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 your God given talent. Come on, yeah, Let's kill stuff. He, he he's he's the alley cat asking the other cat to come outside and the cat's like i do want to go outside at night yeah i do want to go outside at night yeah come outside at night (laughs) yeah and he does so Uh, this leads to a lot of conflicts between damien and bruce because he can see him giving into the influence of talent which is where we get batman versus robin where they fight right okay you know, i was wondering if they do eventually it comes down to like just damien just attacks uh batman they're in costume at the time so it's batman attacking i mean robin versus attacking batman and the interesting thing is like if you watch the fight for the first half bruce isn't attacking he's just blocking but damien gets in enough licks that bruce starts to fight back <laughs> Bruce gets more and more pissed throughout that fight. And it yeah. goes from uh, a kid slapping his dad to a dad lashing out a little bit here and there. And then just a dad just tossing the sucker around. Yeah. And then it, it gets pretty. So it pretty ends bad. when essentially they both are falling like enough that it's going to really hurt bad. And uh, Batman grabs Damien and just compresses him into a little ball over his stomach so that he can protect him from, like, getting hit by all the branches and then the statue as they fall. 
Oh, okay. It's a big fall. I see. It's a big fall. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Bruce takes the brunt of it. And then Damien feels like he won because Bruce probably saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> let a let a eleven year old fall on their own. Mm-hmm. While this is all happening, you have on the flip side, Damien has gotten himself a babysitter. Obviously, he slips the babysitter, but I do want to mention the babysitter real quick. Just because he's your favorite. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. Dick Grayson comes to visit and he's oh. watching uh, Damien while Batman's out, you know, researching and doing his nightly ritual stuff. And I just, I just love the Dick Grayson scenes because right before Robin sneaks out, you just hear him on the phone and he's talking to his girlfriend and he's just like, yeah, no, I'll see you soon. You're wearing the what? With the thong? Oh. And just Dick Grayson is such a funny character because he's Batman with a sense of humor and just like loves life. Mm-hmm. So it's just so funny because you just get to see his doofiness. I gotta be honest, the, the title of this one made me think that this was going to be like uh, setting it to where Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing, right? He fights with Batman and he's like, all right, we're not partners anymore. I'm going to go become Nightwing, you know. that That's what I initially thought. Well, you were wrong. But talk a lot because this one just keeps getting better. All right. Well, I guess we do need to introduce the, the ancient warriors. The Owl Society has collected these ancient warriors and find a way to sustain them in this liquid. And then they can animate them for a certain time period we we hear about some of the failures but i think the the first success we actually see is eight hours and so these things almost kill batman he barely beats them he and then he has to be rescued by alfred he hits their their eight hour limit and they Mm. collapse so they are i just i guess just ancient warriors from across the world so they're very skilled at combat and then they're essentially they're not immortal, but they are invulnerable, right? So if you break their arm, they just snap it back in place and keep coming for you, right? Mm-hmm. But if you blow them up, you can kill them, sort of, right? Like but it's it, not it's, technically killing. Technically, if I mean, if you were Batman and you blew them up, you didn't kill. But after his first encounter with them goes so poorly, Batman is far better prepared for them the second time. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. But yeah, so you have these creatures and. As they become able to survive longer and longer, the Owl Society wants Talon to become one of them. And they believe the process will have, he'll have more mental acuity and be able to better lead them. We don't know if they believe that. We know that they told him they believe that. That's true. They have Mm. told him this. And Talon has then made a deal because he doesn't want to go through this process that if he can find a replacement, that they will take the replacement instead. And that is Damian Wayne. Damian is his target. Okay. Yeah. And so that is his interest in Damian. Is While to... this is all going on, flip side, uh, Bruce Wayne comes under scrutiny by the Owl Society. They want to induct him into their society because he has great plans for Gotham and they want to use them. And we can work together. Join us. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so now Batman has an end because he can interrogate Bruce Wayne whenever he wants <laughs> and, and get whatever info he needs from Bruce Wayne. So now Batman has a clue on how to 
start figuring out how to infiltrate the Alice. Just to find out who people are exactly and what their moving parts might be. So Damien does end up siding with Talon, and he is brought to the Great Owl Society to be presented to them. And is that when and that is when he learns their plans for him and he's not happy about it. But Talon has developed a soft spot for Damien. And he's not so down with this either anymore. And uh so got feelings. Got feelings, yeah. And uh Damien's such a likable and charismatic kid. So when they figure no, out not. that Damien Wayne is Bruce Wayne's ward and Bruce Wayne is Batman. They want to keep him to manipulate Batman and everything. And Talon is like, no, decided we're not doing that. <laughs> and so he goes on a killing spree of the Great Owl Society. <laughs> oh, it's fun. He kills lots. So and then, uh, you know, he goes back to Damien and Damien no longer trusts Talon. He's like, you're going you know, to trade me to them and all of this. Damien's abducted bef- because Damien has to... Uh... He gets stuck in the vat. Like, Damien escapes on his own. Gotham has a lot of vats. Well, yeah, these, these are the ones to, you know, keep these immortal... Ancient warriors alive. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, those vats. Yeah, those, those obviously. What other <laughs> hundreds of vats that you've heard of in Gotham could we be talking about? But, yeah, so Damien is in a vat while the huge fight's going on at Wayne Manor, and he learns... He escapes and he learns how they're kept alive. And that is actually how they're finally able to beat the whole army. And then the final conflict between Talon and Batman and Damien goes down. Oh, and, so uh, they don't have like a few of these. It's an army worth. Oh, yeah. They've like, got like a, a platoon. Okay. Two scores. Okay. Less than 200 ish. Uh, yeah. Two scores. So a score is 20. So yeah, there's a lot, but yeah, I'd say less than 200, but there is a lot because Batman kills a lot of these things. Um, He doesn't kill. Batman doesn't kill. He puts them to sleep. He puts them to sleep. With uh, explosives. Nightwing took a lot of damage. Did not kill anybody. Sleepy. (laughs) Sleepy time. Aggressive. You're, You're referring to the college humor with the Pete Holmes? I mean, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I was just referring to the fact that Batman makes a big deal about not killing anybody. And, and he's, killing, he's killing people. He's like, no, he's not killing them. He's just unaliving them. All right. Well, do you have any questions here about uh, this? We, we've we got the doll maker, but but he's kind of a, a sub-villain here, the real villain here. He died. He got he, he dies in the, the beginning, like, yeah. Seven minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's Heart been... ripped out. Fatality, Mortal Kombat, real gross stuff. The real villain here is the Owl Society. They are not defeated. It's just this ancient I don't know soldiers. if there's really anyone left. Talon pretty no, much they're, wipes. They're defeated because so so it's a it's Talon really kills nice the Owl Society. It's, okay. it's a really unique DC uh, style of writing where they find out who Batman is. And then everybody who found out got killed by somebody else. So Batman didn't kill, but he's sure darn tootin' glad they died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the, the Owl Society figures out who Batman is. And then Talon kills them all. And then uh, when Talon is beaten by Damien, he suicides in a way that kind of makes it look like Damien killed him. 
And so everyone who knows who Batman is is now dead. And mm. yeah, Damon's still struggling with this whole do I kill, do I not kill? And yeah. Talon was not helping even in death. So Talon doesn't make it through this. We're we're not getting him back either. No, He's like not. I said, in, in New 52, the, when a villain is done, a lot of times they are done. That's it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're, they're not, there's not a merry-go-round. You've had your go, you lost, you're done. Goodbye. Like the common thing that happens to a lot of TV shows is, oh, you get signed on for another season. Oh, you get signed on for another season. Yeah. So they're yeah. just so constantly don't have to worry like, about them getting yeah. stale. Yeah, right. you don't, you don't, you don't have that in the new fifty-two. It is open and shut. Uh, so there's a final point that comes out of this, and that Damien at the end of the whole encounter admits that he is still struggling because he has his grandfather's wisdom and guidance on one side and Bruce's on another and he hasn't figured out how he wants to live his own life yet so he and Bruce agree that he will go to a school way up in the Himalayas to be away from all the influences in his life and can just figure this out on his own and that will come into the next piece of the new 52 just real quick though he doesn't say it as but surely and politely as Joe just made it sound like like at, at the end scene when he's talking to Bruce and they're having this discussion after defeating Talon Bruce is like I'm proud of you blah 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 and David's just like rah, 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 I'm still mad I don't know who I am like this isn't my home and Bruce is just like well I know this place you could go to Damien and natural Damien Claire's like well I don't have to I don't want to rah. But I might check it out. But I might check it out. Damien Instead is... of like, oh, that sounds nice. He just has to like emotionally vomit all over his poor dad and then like get by. I'm a lip. I'm a lip. <laughs> all right. Do we have a treasure room question? Damien, raised by Ra's al Ghul for 12 years. He has killed in this universe. He knows his mom and grandma. He knows their code, their creed. He's been with Batman for like a year at this point. Do you think that he should have done what he did or he should have gone with Talon just based off of his background? Like not like for the sake of the hero story, but just based off him. Mm, that's a good question. Would he have? I don't him. think should is a question. It's would. Given his character, his background, you know, how do you think – this would have gone yeah all right we will see you guys in the treasure room